We're back. We're back. It's a distraction. I'm Drew. That's Roth. How you doing, Roth? I'm good, man. How are things? Are people clear when I say that's Roth, that your name is David Roth, or do they think that you're Rob or Ron or... or... John Valiant thought I was Ron or Rob or something, which I thought was great. That was like revealed in minute 51 of the podcast when he like, he was like it's like the Rob made a good point there, I thought. And I was like, I love that guy. I love Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Drew McBerry, you were a good host too. <laughs> yeah, I people that I don't really know call me Roth because of the podcast, which I find endearing. I guess I have no other. I mean, if I decided to be mad about it, I would be mad about it. But I was going to say, I don't know if you're being truthful there. I think it might annoy you a little bit. No, I mean, people have called me that for the longest time in my life. It's just weird when it's somebody like meeting me for the first time. They're like, what's up, Roth? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm fine. How are you? Like they give you just a big fucking Texas five star on the back. Like, yep. just like oh, it's so good to see you. Yep. This is very, very exciting. I'm excited because when this post, it's going to be the first day of the NFL season. Boosh! So to that end, we have our very, very good friend, Kaylin Kaler of The Athletic, joining us. Hi, Kaylin. Hey, guys. Happy to be back. What's nice going on? We are going so to uh, commence our annual tradition of playing NFL good, bad with you, Kalen. But before we do, I have serious industry questions because you work at The Athletic. The Athletic is yes. owned by The New York Times. The New York Times recently shuttered its entire sports section and is now moving all of that to The Athletic. And so I have to ask you, as someone who is on the, I guess, the predator side of this food chain, how has that felt for you personally and then also internally at work? It feels bad. Um, it was really weird when it happened because I'd heard rumors rumors about it from like someone I know at the Washington Post, not Laura Wagner, um, <laughs> told me told Our me friend that it at was the Post. <laughs> yeah, Say yeah, no yeah. More. It wasn't Wags. Someone else told me, "Hey, did you hear this about the New York Times sports desk?" And it was before the announcement came out, and I was like, "No," but like I'm not surprised because it seemed like when the New York Times bought the Athletic, like you know, our athletic stories are always on the New York times homepage. Like there's a featured section, um, on the page there, New York times sends out emails of athletic stories. And it's like, well, it felt like when they bought the athletic, that this was the plan to like, Oh, now we have this whole sports publication and it's part of the all access. They bundle it, you know? So like, it didn't really surprise me as far as like the, the actual thing being done, but it's bad because there's less sports jobs, obviously. And it's bad because it was framed to us like a victory. Like we got a um, email from the publisher who was like New York, like our athletic publisher who's works for the New York Times as well. And he was like, "Yes, this is a win." You know, I don't know if he said specifically this is a win for the athletic, but he was like, "We're going to feature more of your work. Like you have a bigger platform." La 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 la. And it was just like gross because you know, obviously none of us are happy to see sports jobs disappear and like New York Times sports jobs. Like those are our like siblings over there. So like that was weird and gross and yucky. And yeah. And it also felt like they're replacing um, unionized labor because the New York Times sports text is part of their New York Times union with non-unionized labor because we at The Athletic are not yet a union. We do not have a union yet. So yet. that felt... Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Operative word. So that felt gross. Uh, let me ask you, 
about The Athletic in general in addition to that, because The Athletic, when they were bought by The Times, they also said, and this was a few months ago, that they were going to phase out their sort of very beat-specific uh, elements, which is why The Athletic was founded to begin with. It was it was founded to kill off local uh, local sports sections of, of local newspapers. Mission accomplished yeah, on say, that so end. Kind of got to tip your cap on that one. Have you noticed, as you are you're a national NFL writer for them, have you noticed right. this, this, uh, this transition taking place actively now? What has happened since that announcement? Since that announcement, I'm not sure if there's been any, like, elimination of certain beats. Um, and, like, an example, like, both of our Eagles writers are on their way out willingly. They took new jobs. And so we are hiring a new Eagles writer. Like, that's, like, a public posting. So that's Ooh, good. that's for like, me. I, mean, I, I want to do that. I love the Eagles. It, yeah. I mean, the Eagles are a huge beat. So, like, that is a team that, that they need to have an Eagles writer. Like, the Eagles need to be covered. But I do think, like, when I started working here, there's, like, six or seven NFL teams that are not covered, like um, the Saints, uh, the Jaguars. None of, uh, none of the Florida teams now have a writer, which is really interesting. Because not two even the of Dolphins? Them, wow. No. And That's not me joking. All, I'm genuinely incredulous. Fun fact, last year, all three Florida teams made the playoffs. All three of them. And there was no you know there's no one i mean we did have greg allman in tampa and he left after like he left at the very end of the season um so yeah so there are definitely some holes in coverage and like i i i don't know i don't really know what i think of that because i guess i never really understood the business model from the start if i'm going to be totally honest because it felt like it was way too big like obviously there's some beats that have less readership because there's less people who are fans and so if you're gauging like you know, just like a if you if you do want to have a successful business, like it, you know, it might make sense to not have one person specifically cover the Jacksonville Jaguars who have less fans than other teams. So to me, I don't know. I feel like somebody who's been at the Athletic for longer would have a different opinion on that because, like, they came in when the business plan was we're going to cover everything, everywhere, all the time. But for me, I don't even think it really ever made sense because it, and it, and you see ESPN doing the same thing where they had like writers for every single team. They don't have writers for every single team anymore. And like, they're asking different things from them based off of like what the audience wants. So I don't really know that I have like a strong opinion on that either way. Like, obviously I don't like to see people reassigned to new jobs or like jobs eliminated. Like that's always bad, but I don't think I've ever really fully understood the, strategy of like we're covering every single team no matter what um because like yeah just realistically there are teams that have way smaller markets or interest um or things going on than others but then on the on the flip side it is bad when like two denver teams are winning championships and you have no one covering either team or you have like very few people there so like yeah so I don't really know. I don't know what the best business strategy is, but I don't know that I have a super strong opinion. It always felt like a like an Uber style like growth gambit to me. Like the idea of covering every team was like, as you said, patently not a great business idea. But it's the sort of thing where the, the idea was like you drive the competition out of business and then you reset the market in the way that you yeah. reset it and. It sucks that, I mean, obviously this is like the way that it goes with a lot of stuff. This is how like Airbnb fucked up housing in like every major American city. Is that you're like, 
you succeed at the first part of it where you like you disrupt the space and then it turns out that you actually don't have like there's still a question mark there next to the number two before you get to number three profit and that is a bad time for everybody like it costs people jobs in this case and it costs people that like care about the nuggets didn't have like a fucking guy from the biggest sports website in the country in the locker room there but yeah it's tough i wish you all good luck in the world unionizing it well also on a macro level it's just another example of something where um you know the the business aspect of it is what leads all decision making, and you don't want that for everything. Yeah, right? you obviously you don't want that for government. You don't want that for journalism. You don't want that for a lot of things, and in particular the athletic. You know, I used to goof on the athletic when it started because you know we were working at Deadspin, and my job was to hate every other <laughs> media outlet, which is still essentially true. But like ah, the athletic <laughs> yeah. ah, they 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 want to do piddly shit like beat writing. Well, who cares? <laughs> And like, meanwhile, like I now count on like Alec Lewis and like the rest of the team yeah. that covers my team over there. And so that's like, the I'm, shitty part of it. It's indispensable now. Like yeah. it worked. Where the I don't fuck think else people, am I going to get it, man? I don't think the people that were in charge really cared about it. They just like, they hired right. really good people. So the website got really good. And so like, right. if you care about sports, like even if it's the sort of thing where I don't necessarily need to like read about the Cincinnati Reds, but like they had a really good Reds guy. They hired the right guy. So like whenever right. I wanted to read those stories, they were there. And now it's like if you decide that that's not going to happen anymore, then I don't know. It just feels like you're uh, they, they kind of like dug up the floors to build a ceiling. And now it's not a habitable uh, building. Yeah. Another thing is like they like Drew and Rafi both mentioned like when business is like leading the decision making, it's like you know, not the greatest. So, I mean, metrics are very important, like readership, how many, how many views you're getting, how many people are subscribing off of your stories. All of that is like super important, um, to the people in charge. And so I just think like, you can't have the same standards for every single market, right? Like if a market is driving less subs, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not valuable. Like, but that is, I think the the view here is like, oh, well, you know, Indianapolis, or I, I don't know, that's not a good example, but we did just like lay Isn't someone off on the, yeah. on the New Orleans feet. feels yeah. like a good example. The, the Times-Picayune barely exists at this point. Like that is like a right. couple days a week newspaper in print, if it's even still that. Right. Like that's a, and people, that whole state is crazy for that team. Like they care about LSU more, but they care about the Saints. It's not like they didn't like, right. are like completely checked out on the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they got room in their appetite. <laughs> I haven't written about the Saints since I've worked here, but I have written about the Dolphins who don't have a writer. And like every time I wrote about the Dolphins, there'd be like 20 people in the comments being like, where's our writer? Like, where's our beat writer? You know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, they're a really interesting team right now. Like I can totally understand that tape. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, Thank you for talking to us about that, Keelan, because you did not have to. And I, I think that I think it's really interesting. And now I'm going to get extremely shallow and I'm going to make you play NFL good, bad. You ready to preview yeah, the hope season? hope you enjoy Kayla? that. Yes. Else, it's NFC North from here on out. This took us like three hours last year. Do you guys remember? So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to go fast, okay? To make it so the, I'm, Also, I'm going to edit myself. I'm only going to really go off if I have a strong opinion, okay? All right, I think that's good. And Roth, you have to <laughs> answer as well, and I get to answer too. So we're going right. to start in the AFC, because if I start in the NFC, I'm just going to start 
blabbering on about my team. And we did that last week for a full fucking episode. We don't have to do that again. All right, we're going to start in the AFC East, Kale and Kaler, with the Buffalo Bills. Good team or bad? Good team. Good team. Yep. Uh, as good as last year or not as good? I think as good and possibly better. Um, I don't know. I'm confused. I- I'm always confused about like why they got rid of Leslie Frazier slash did they get rid of him, the defensive coordinator? He retired it for was, a year. For a year. But like, what does that mean? Um, I have questions about that. And I think it might have been like they wanted to try something different defensively. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think they're good. I'm going by the Bills fans and the wire team sucks who said that Frazier left for a year because he fucking hates Sean McDermott. And so does everyone else in that organization. And I believe every word of that. Seems right. That seems right. <laughs> Roth, I just want to note that our producer, Eric, chimed in to note that Bill Simmons's current hangup is that he thinks the Bills are bad. Impossible that a Patriots fan would think that, right. but he appears mm-hmm. to think that the Bills are bad and or overrated. Do Roth, we know that the Bills are good? Yeah. <laughs> the Bills? Uh, the, the Bills? So anyway, do you think the uh, the Bills are good or bad this year? They seem good to me. I mean, I'm an idiot. It's like basically, they seem like the... Uh, the window may be closing to a certain extent, but like, yeah, the, they have a lot of really good players, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I never mm-hmm. trusted McDermott. I still don't know that I necessarily trust McDermott. I'm sorry, he was so mean to Leslie Frazier. We're just running with that now, as <laughs> yep. if it's a fact. Good, but it's, uh, but yeah, like I don't, they they do not seem uh overrated or like sneaky overrated to me at all. No, if anything, in that division, I think like people aren't talking about them. Like people are talking about the Jets, obviously. People are talking about the Dolphins. I don't know that people are really talking about the Patriots anymore, but like, are you, really you know, I me, feel like. Are you really giving me the why aren't people talking about the Patriots thing right yeah, now? No, in the year of our no, I think everybody doubted them. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like people are like, oh, yeah, the Bills are good, but they're not really getting talked about. I think they're good. I think they will still be good. I think they'll be good. I don't think they're as good as last year, and I don't think that they are doing much to correct Josh Allen's problems turning the ball over, particularly in the red zone. He has a very nasty habit with that, and I don't think Ken Dorsey is the guy to fix that. But let's go to the Patriots, Kale and Kaler. Good or bad? Bad. Uh, wow, you said they were people were talking about the Patriots. Now you're like, oh, well, yeah, but also they're going to suck. We're talking I mean, about them. People, people aren't talking about them because they haven't, I mean, they're just, I can't find anything to get excited about when I look at the Patriots. Like, no. I mean, Mac, I mean, no. Mac like, Jones, don't get your motor running? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I mean, they'll be better. Like, Mac Jones needs to play better for them to be talked about. And I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, they brought in Bill O'Brien, who I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a high opinion of Bill O'Brien, but maybe Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, is better than Bill O'Brien, the head coach. He's definitely better than like Joe Judge, the offensive coordinator, right? Or whoever. Or who is it? It's Patricia, right? Yeah. Was it Patricia or Judge? It was. Wasn't it? Wasn't Patricia it, was calling um, the plays and Joe okay. Judge was the QB coach and neither awesome. of them were good in the job. And Judge, <laughs> Judge is still, I believe, he's on the staff. Patricia isn't anymore. Patricia went to the Eagles. But, uh, I but can't Judge is on believe the staff. they hired him there. Yeah. I can't believe that. No one knows what Judge does on the Patriots staff. I think he's there just so like Belichick can be nice to him or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Roth, are the Patriots he, good or bad? He's probably year? still getting paid by the Giants. 
Yes. I don't know how long that no, goes I'm, on. No, I'm but... sure that he still is. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's there mostly to, like, speak in a weird, unplaceable accent. Like, he's just, like, from the plate. Like, the way that, like, every pilot sounded like Chuck Yeager, according to Tom Wolfe. Like, Joe Judge sounds like... Like the Flaming Lips Zyrica record, yeah. like five different coaches talking at the same time from different speakers. That's the accent that he has. Patriots yeah. seem bad, and I can't tell you what a fucking relief it is. Uh, they're still going to win like eight games probably because they're the Patriots yeah. or something. But that's exactly what I have met. Yeah. They're not even. They haven't been doing. They'll beat the Jets. Yeah, the late Belichick thing where they were just like only signed guys that played lacrosse in college. They just seem like they're fucking hanging out now. Like I. I miss the the pervert years. They need to bring back Kyle Eckel. I want guys from Navy <laughs> yeah. and Rutgers and lacrosse players. If you're going to be bad, yes. be bad on brand. What was the name of that receiver? Oh, Chris Hogan. Hogan. Chris Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris fucking Hogan. Holy shit. That'd be, useful for, that'd be useful for Immaculate Gert at some point. Do you think they're actually bad, Drew? Like, are you ready to make that call? I think that they, I think if they were in another division, they probably have a winning record. If they were in the NFC, they'd be a playoff team, right? But that is a brutal, brutal, brutal division. And so I think that's a serious problem for them. And I just don't think that they have the the firepower to compete with all the other teams in this division, except for maybe one, which is the Miami Dolphins, Kalen. Is that a good team or a bad team? I think it's a good team. Caveat is, well, there's two caveats. Um, One, well, I think it's a good team, number one, because they hired Vic Fangio. And I think Vic Fangio is like the rare defensive coordinator who can come in and like actually be really good, like right away. Like I think he's going to I think that defense is going to be a lot better because of him. And that's important because last year their defense was not very good. Um, so that's good. But obviously Tua has to stay healthy and I'm not really confident in that. Um right. like at all even though he's learned how to fall properly. I'm like, I don't know that that really <laughs> means anything. That's um, right. He watched, he watched the MMA tape. He knows how to fall and not right. his head. Now. He can take a bump. Right. Which is good. <laughs> this, is, this is good. But like, it does concern me. And like, you know, there was so much talk about how he was considering, you know, not playing anymore. And so I don't know. He just feels like a player who's just kind of like, like on the verge of something. Um, and then the other caveat is that that playoff loss, um, at Buffalo last year, I was at that game and it was just like Mike McDaniel's game management was just so bad in that game. In the second half, he was taking so long to send in the play calls and just like, it was just kind of a hot mess. And I think that, I mean, he was a first year head coach, so he should be better at that in the second year. And he also put someone on his staff. I just read to do, um, coaching challenges because he was one for six in challenges um in his first year as a head coach which is obviously bad um so he did put someone in a new role to like be in charge of challenges so like i think he will be a better coach as far as like his in-game decision situational football stuff so that should improve that's my take so if tua i just had to look this up because i didn't know it if tua is hurt it's fucking mike white season yeah, yeah the if if two gets hurt they're so, fucked i love mike white and i when he signed I there i was mike like white. that's a great choice i was like that is a good that's probably the best team like if you're a backup that's where you want to go miami yeah you're probably going to get to play you're definitely going to get a tan <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm happy for played, I'm, I, good they played three quarterbacks in like three weeks last year i'm pretty yep. sure to uh 
Uh, we got some Skylar Teddy. Thompson action. Yeah, got, oh, yeah, Skylar. Yeah, we got Teddy. We got lots of good, lots of good people. Roth, did you think they would be good or bad? And we'll get to the Jets. I feel like they'll be good. Uh, like I thought they were pretty good last year. I do agree that they're like the sort of good team that I don't think will win a game in the playoffs. But like I feel like they'll win plenty of games during the regular season. Like they have a lot of really good players, and I, the stuff that they weren't good at last year doesn't feel disqualifying. You know until it becomes disqualifying. So, like, yeah, they seem good enough. Uh, Roth, the Jets, will they be good or bad? They'll be pretty good, I think. I feel like this is... I'm I'm not, like, aware of any active uh, curse on the franchise. Like, I feel like they've just been bad. Like, I think it's not, like, the sort of thing where you can say that they've been unlucky or they whatever. Like, they've made a lot of bad decisions. I think the Rodgers thing is, like, probably a good call for the amount of time that it seems like a good call. They weren't going to get there with Zach Wilson. They got a quarterback who maybe has a good season left and their roster is loaded for this season. So like, I don't see a reason why they shouldn't play well this year, except for the fact that like, I haven't watched a Jets team really reliably play well since like, I don't know. uh, I was like 25 years old. (sighs) Kalen, do you concur that they will be good? No. I'm going out on a Ooh, limb. Wow. I like, I like it. it. Yeah. Why is that? Because um, Aaron Rodgers is my public enemy. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't think well, you he are. he kind of is. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah. But no. It's, it's like he definitely started it too. <laughs> he started it. Yeah, he started it. Um, no, but the reason I say that is because I think – I think Aaron, I think it's good he went to the offseason program. This is great. But from watching Hard Knocks and from just listening to things that the assistant coaches and receivers have said there just during this preseason, it sounds exactly like what was going on last year. Like their offensive line coach literally said, Aaron bought a ton of cadences. I don't even know half of them. That was like that was like something he said out loud to the media. And then Nicole Hardman a few weeks ago said something about like, you know, he, Aaron's changing the signals. I don't know what they mean. He said something like that. So there has just been, and then there was a few scenes on hard knocks where like, you know, Aaron, the, the offense was failing and, you know, Aaron was making like very pointed comments and just like, it just seemed like, okay, this is, if this does go off the rails, like it's going to really go off the rails, you know, like it's going to be yes. like last year in green Bay. So I don't know. I don't, from, from the comments that were being made, it's like, and they were just saying these things on the record. It's like, I was taking notes. I'm like, okay, I'm organized. I got all this information from the preseason when these guys are like indicting themselves without knowing it, you know? So I just was hearing and like seeing the same things again. That's why I say that. That, I I find that actually quite, quite convincing. Sounds convincing to me. The thing I was basing the assessment that they'd be good for one year on is that, like Favre, different type of guy, different type of damage. But like they were good for one year with Brett Favre and yeah, then they yeah, yeah. exploded. But it was yeah. the sort of thing where like it, I figured it was sort of a plug and play thing. But this is the deal with Rodgers that and the little bit of hard knocks that I saw did kind of like when the more you were talking, the more I was like remembering him getting mad at the center for not snapping him the ball. He was like, you're spinning it. Don't spin it. Like, it's like, is it possible that a guy who's that good at being a quarterback could also be too big an asshole to be employed? at this point and like yeah or just too particular yeah like two things have to be this exact same way and like the, i mean 
I just, I'm still laughing at the fact that they signed Lazard and Randall Cobb. I know. <laughs> it's just like so funny. Like, <laughs> His emotional support receiver. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kowtowing to him the exact way the Green Bay did to negative effect right. last year. Yep. Uh, right. I need to move on because uh, we have only gotten one division. Get on the we, record about the Jets. You think they're going to be bad now because Kalen was so smart oh, about it? No, I'm, I'm going to stick with them being good because of sauce. I think I think the world of sauce. So okay. Uh, AFC West, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Will they be good or will they be bad, Kalen? <laughs> <laughs> what if I said bad? Like, what if you said bad in the good. Tim Allen uh, voice that uh, Drew just used? What if you tried? That I think I, I, you know what I think I was trying bad? to do like the Simmons thing, but I already did that. Bad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Raw, um, good, or, definitely good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's I. I think they'll be good with or without Chris Jones. Chris Jones will keep holding out, but he'll be back eventually. They'll they'll pay him or strong armor right. or whatever. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, Kalen, good or bad? Good. This is the year that they are going to learn how to win games. And Get close. out. Wow. Yes. That's bolder yes. than your Jets are shitty take. Wow. However, I will. I do have one little interesting note about the Chargers. Um, this kind of neither here or there, but I think it's kind of interesting. So Peter King last week had a big um, interview with Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, uh, new offensive coordinator that they hired from Dallas. Yes. Um, and, you know, he's an aggressive play caller, but so was Brandon Staley. So was their offense last year. So it's not really like things are super, super different, but um, Kellen told Peter like, oh, we're going to be aggressive. Then Peter was like, well, how, what, what do you mean? Give me an example. Like, in what situation? And then Kellen like really specifically outlined like, okay, if we're past midfield and it's fourth and two or shorter, we're going for it. And he like specifically said that out loud. And a person who works in like the game management field for another team, not even in the same conference, he sent me that quote and was like, I can't believe this guy just said this on the record. Like, I can't believe he would admit this out loud. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting point because now like, Again, it's not not that earth shattering that that would be your criteria for going for it, but the fact that he specifically outlined it to like a reporter, and if you're an, an opponent, now you know. Okay, well, we're keeping our defense out on the field, and you know, for all of for every fourth down when they're past midfield. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know what that says about. Them, yeah, but. I mean, I, I I've been very into the fourth down revolution as it's been happening, and of course, Brandon Silly's been at the forefront Same. of that, but. Staley actually made a lot of poor decisions on fourth down a year ago. And I have, you know, it makes me think about how um, that revolution, there will always be an answer to it from from opponents that they will be prepared for it. And so that data set is going to change, you know, going forward. How, I I don't know. Roth, do you think I I know how if you tell them that you're going to do a specific (laughs) thing, that would seem to move the needle a bit. Yeah, but like, you know, like when the offense goes out on the field, you you know they're going for it. Like it's kind of, and also, you know, Brandon Staley and you know, like how things are progressing. So I think in general, just league-wide defensive coordinators and, and opposing head coaches will be more prepared for teams going for it than perhaps they were in the past. Like there isn't going to be the third down where fucking any coach, but Mike McCarthy is not going to be like, punch team, get ready on third down. Like that's, like, that's probably not like my high school coach did that. That that's not really going to happen much anymore. Roth, do you think their charges will be good or bad? I would love for them to be good. I am. That's I, not the I same that, as them being good. I'm not a hundred percent sure they're going to be good. I've taken a long fantasy football position on Justin Herbert. I know that he is also uh, Kalen's beloved nephew and has been since yeah. the moment he entered the league. He's a good looking yeah. lad, but I, I uh, 
I don't know. And like, I want to believe that at the very least, they'll be fun, score a lot of points, you know, lose some games in a stupid would just be like a good Chargers team in the sense that they're like the the spiritual core of a 10 and six Marty Schottenheimer team. But in no but they're playing 17 games and they have no aesthetic common uh, ground with any of those teams. I don't know, though. I'm not sure. I feel like if they were bad, it wouldn't totally surprise me. But I think that they will be. As like the type of good they were last year, which is a very teetery type of good. I have them as, as good too, particularly if Quentin Johnson turns out to be legit. And I'm very skeptical of any TCU wideout. But if he's good and then he joins <laughs> Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and they all stay healthy, yeah. that is fucking 400 yards passing a game. That is a fucking oh, yeah. bananas offense. Uh, the Raiders. <laughs> Roth, do you think the Raiders will be good or bad? I, I hope that they're bad <laughs> in a fun way. I, you know, like, I don't know about the fun part, brother. I don't talk about like fun in the sense of like Josh McDaniels grows a mustache, like, so we're here, like having a bad time. Like, I want him doing the um, doing karate in his underpants in front of the mirror, like Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. I want that by like week five. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think they're that bad necessarily, like talent wise. It just they feel doomed to me. Like, I think they will be bad. Uh huh, Kalen. I agree. I Love Jimmy Garoppolo. Root for him always um, for reasons beyond his prettiness. But um, yeah, I don't know. Josh McDaniels. I'm going to say bad. Yeah. I, I agree. Also, I think that Aiden O'Connell will start many, many games for them. I think this will essentially be, you know, one of those rebuilding years that was not intended as a rebuilding year at the start, but then becomes a rebuilding year. And those are never fun years as far as I'm concerned. Let's get to another fun team to dump on the Denver Broncos. Kalen, will they be bad nah. this year? No, they have, they have Sean Payton. Broncos. Absolutely bad. Um, it's funny. I was actually just like messaging Kevin Clark about this because I read his Mike Rabel profile. Um, I'm going to make this a short tangent, but it feels like it's going to be a long one. Um, I read his <laughs> Mike Rabel profile and there was all these like anecdotes from players about like Mike Rabel being like an asshole. And I was like, it's so interesting that like the line between good and bad asshole for NFL coaches is like so thin. And like some of it hinges upon like, okay, you actually played in the NFL and you have like a, you know, 15 year NFL career to stand on. So people take you seriously. Where like with Matt Patricia, like they didn't, you know? Um, right. But like, so we were just discussing how like, you know, whether you win or lose these anecdotes, have a whole different meaning. So we were talking about how like this year, like whatever comes out about Sean Payton, you know, anecdotes about Sean Payton with the saints that he's going to use in Denver. Like if they don't win this year, those will be like, Oh my God, that was so embarrassing that he did that. Or like, can you believe that Sean Payton did this? And like, there was already the anecdote about him opening the team meeting with like a presentation about baby iguanas. I did that. I wrote about that. Yeah. Nature footage. Yeah. He's like, so, yeah, I want you to run scared, like a little baby iguana. It'll be great. Right. <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, whatever happens, like, it's either going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a great example of great coaching or an example of bad coaching. And so, I don't know. I just think it's going to be – they're going to be bad in a really inter- entertaining way, similar to last year. Roth, do you agree? I don't know that they'll be as, like, fully – on fire as they were last year like last year was just like a garbage barge that was letting off fireworks and burning down to the waterline from the fucking jump from like the first game i feel like they might be well there's certainly i think they'll be better than that um but 
I do anticipate this being sort of a uh, brand tarnishing experience for Sean Payton, and I'm <laughs> I'm excited for that. I like that. Hey, you know what? Uh, let's take a break. Well, no, we'll, get on the. What do you think? No, we 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 have to take a break. It's we. But we've you can't gone. say what you think about the Broncos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think they will be bad. I think they will be better than last year, but they will still be bad. Uh but let's take a break. Uh, before we go, just want to note that this week's episode is brought to you by Big Coach Prime Saturdays, only on Fox. This Saturday, watch Coach Prime, Coach Prime, his men to victory against not Coach Prime in the Coach Prime Classic presented by Coach Prime. Fox Sports is your home for all things Coach Prime. So tune in if you believe. We'll be right back with <laughs> Kalen Kaler. Hey, it's Drew. This episode of The Distraction is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. And I have had Wild Grain. I've had two loaves of bread and two different pastas from Wild Grain. All of them were delicious. All of them were legit. They didn't taste like standard frozen food. They tasted like real food that came fresh from the bakery. And I enjoyed that a lot. And now you can fully customize your wild grain box. So you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it, baby. Plus for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash distraction to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash distraction. That's wildgrain.com slash distraction. Or you can use the promo code distraction at checkout. The Distraction is also sponsored today by Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make world-class cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three unique cocktail recipes developed by award-winning mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. They are to be taken not consecutively over different nights. Pace yourself. It's important. This is a cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails and level up your home bartending skills. If you've ever wondered how mixologists manage to create such incredible drinks at bars, this is worth trying out. Order just one box or treat yourself to a monthly subscription. Get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash distraction. That's $20 off at shakerandspoon.com slash distraction. And we're back playing NFL Good Bad with Kalen Kaler. We are now in the lightning round, as in we are now in the second half of the podcast <laughs> and we have to go fast. We're in the AFC North. This is a very, very tough competitive division. We'll start with the defending division champions, Kalen, the Cincinnati Bengals, whose quarterback Joe Burrow is hurt and seems like on track for week one, but that might be bullshit. I don't know. Uh, are the Bengals going to be good or bad this year? Bad because they cut Trevor Simeon. Oh, oh get out. Yeah. That's, this is biased journalism. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. They were very rude and nasty to Darnell Autry. You know? <laughs> they were very nasty to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like they'll be good. Why? I mean, I don't know. Like they, They've been fun the last few years. I want them to be good. I guess it depends if Burroughs is borked or not. If he's like not able to play, then uh, the thing that makes them good is not there. But I I want to believe they're good. They got a lot of good players, right? I don't. No one expects me to know what I'm talking about beyond like 
looking at their rosters. And I mean, they got they got Burrow, they got Chase, they got Lou Anarumo coordinating the defense. They 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 do not lose staff, which is like hugely important, especially because Zach Taylor is the head coach and he's a goober. So I think they'll be good. What about the Ravens though, who just had a months long impasse with Lamar Jackson before giving him a fat contract? But will that acrimony linger a bit into the season, Kalen? Will the Baltimore Ravens be good or bad? They will be good, mostly because they um, broke their preseason game winning streak, which means (gasps) they can now break their postseason game losing streak. (laughs) That is how it works. That is. That's just karma. I did like like when they lost that game to the fucking commanders like oh last second field goal preseason game and like adam shedford's like where were you like <laughs> like for whatever it means or whatever it's worth this mattered the durs going all out in that game was also really good like jumping around like they just won the fucking fiesta bowl when joey sly hit a field goal it's like all right cool fucking harbaugh harbaugh was like if you don't think this matters to my players well you're wrong i'm like i don't think it matters to your fucking players i yeah. don't think lamar jackson gives a fuck john I feel like it might matter to you because you're yeah. weird these guys are just football guys roth do you think yeah. the ravens would be good yeah i do uh but i also like keep waiting for their ravensness to catch up with them like that there's like there's a little bit of a small timey uh kind of like cheesy chiseling thing going on there and the way that they've treated jackson has been bizarre to me like i just don't understand the percentage in it beyond i guess you know whatever you're worried about him as a long-term investment because of his health or whatever like he's fucking great like do what you need to do to get the most out of his prime whatever there is left and like win a super bowl if you can do it like flags fly forever you're supposed to fucking try so Uh, like yeah as long as he's there i think they're good right i i think they'll be good also i think they'll be better than they were a year ago because they canned greg roman as offensive coordinator they brought in todd monken and more than uh obj coming into the fold i think zay flowers who they drafted late in the first Mm -hmm. round will be a legitimately good nfl receiver also the whole year of jk dobbins is cool They've been running a bunch of like doofs out there at running back when he's not healthy. And I think that like I loved J.K. Dobbins. Like yeah. I think he whatever. I know that no one's supposed to care about running backs anymore, you know, in this day and age because of Joe uh, Biden. <laughs> no, I mean, stuff. we're not in the front but, office. We're allowed to care. Yeah. All right. like, uh, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Kalen? Do you think the kids, Pittsburgh Steelers would be good or bad? Um, this is this is this one is stumping me. Uh, I would say good because I think Kenny Pickett was surprisingly okay last year. And I think he's going to be better. Um, I like that as a, as like a film blur for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, surprisingly okay. 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics are raving about it. They feel like mid to me, like, but I know that's not an option, but they, they definitely don't seem quite good, but I, I don't know. I don't even think I remember the last like actually bad Steelers team. Well, right. that's a fun fact because Mike Tomlin has literally never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. Ever. Right. So that's why they always have to be good. Yeah. They always be good because of him. And then also uh, they have George Pickens, who I think is going to be extremely good. He was extremely good last year, but he will be extremely gooder uh, this year. Uh, now we get to a tricky one. The Cleveland Browns, Kalen, and we know who plays quarterback for them. We also know, because I'm about to tell you, um, Aaron Schatz, who wasn't Football Outsiders and now works for something called FTN, his almanac had uh, 
the Browns projected as the third best team in the AFC this season. Hmm. What? With Deshaun Watson at the helm. Do you agree with those projections, Kayla Keller? Do you think the Cleveland Browns will be bad? Um, I don't agree with those. I think they will be bad simply based off of what we saw from Deshaun last year, which was like yeah. actively bad quarterback play. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to base my judgment off of. Yeah, Roth? he was like Teddy Bridgewater minus minus last year. Like he just kind of stunk, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that that's like, you know, you spend a year away from the game uh, completely destroying your public image and revealing right. yourself to be a prolific sex creep. Uh, maybe that maybe that does, uh, you know, have some attrition effects on it. I have a hard time believing that he just like came back as a shitty quarterback after being like a, you know, borderline all pro type good before that. Yeah. But yeah, like I, if he's, what he was last year, yes, they're bad. Like, they won't score points. Well, I think what they were projecting uh, was that he would return at least toward form, if not to it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if he was if he was demonstrably better than a year ago, and there is a possibility that he is, that, mm-hmm. that they would, that the team would rise with him. But also, you have to account for whether or not Kevin Stefanski is a good coach, and I'm a little skeptical. Um, so I'm going to have them as bad. We go to the AFC South with the defending champion Jacksonville Jaguars, Kalen. <laughs> Are the Jaguars going to be good or bad? Good. I think they will be good. Um, they were good last year, and I, I think they're going to – I mean, that division sucks still. <laughs> it's um, such a shitty division. Aside from the Titans. So, like, yeah, I think they'll be good. Uh, Roth? Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. I don't love it, but they're, they definitely seem good. Was it last year or two years ago where Kalen predicted that the Jags were going to be good and you and I were both like, what? <laughs> I feel like you were I feel like you were early on that. It must have been last year. Yeah. It was last year. It was not the urban year. We because urban was already yeah, the urban year. Everybody knew that oh, urban yeah. was a disaster by the time we and also we didn't do NFL good bad before last year. It's, oh, well, th- then we have our answer. Yes. Yeah. We, we disrupted the take economy by inventing it last year. And Can I ask one thing? I know we're, we're trying to go faster than this. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, any idea like what level of contribution he will like? You think he's uh, Kalen is suggesting yeah. you think he's going to be like back to being Calvin Ridley? I loved watching I him think in Atlanta. So. And I felt like he got a kind of a raw deal on that game. A hundred percent. He got rule. such a raw deal. Um, yes, I think he. Yeah, I mean, I would expect him to be really good again, and like for them I mean, to find. Yeah, a spot for him. You also have to account for who's throwing him the football. Trevor Lawrence made Evan Ingram good a year ago. So, yeah, like, right. that's not nothing. They so. said it was impossible. I, my, I say they, I mean I myself believe that it was right. impossible for Evan Ingram to be good, but there it is. Kalen, what about uh, world champion asshole Mike Vrabel and the Titans? Will they be good or bad? They will be good because he has walked the correct side of good asshole. Um, Ooh. Yeah. No, I think I think they will be good, especially given given the division. And I like I like I really like Mike Vrabel as a coach. So I he's kind of similar to like a Mike Tomlin to me, where like no matter what, I think that they'll be able, and maybe probably similar to like Kyle Shanahan, like they can coach their team to like a good like a winning record. Uh, yeah. Their game management skills leave a bit to be desired, in my opinion. But that's usually. Like- that's usually for the 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 moments when they have to play the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs. That's one. But for, yeah, for what we're talking about here, if it's like, are they good enough to make the playoffs despite 
being annoying and looking bad most weeks. Like, yes, right. they, like until a variable coach team isn't that type of good, I will believe that all of them will be that type of good. Uh, I have them as bad. Uh, I think their quarterback situation is a train wreck. I think that uh, Tannehill has already fallen off. I don't think the guys that they have behind him, Malik Willis did not look terribly good in the preseason. Will Levis, I don't think, played at all and is already a bust as far as I'm concerned. So I think that they are a headless chicken. I don't think they will be very good. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson, AR-15. He doesn't like that nickname, so we're not going to call on that again. Kalen, will the Colts be good? They don't have Jeff Saturday in charge anymore. They have an actual coach. No, bad. Um, I like Anthony Richardson. I do. I just don't think, like, in his first year, he's really going to be, like, instantly ready and good. Um, And I also think, you know, what they've, you know, done slash destroyed their relationship with Jonathan Taylor, like, that's not great. Um, And it's mostly Jim Irsay's fault. So with him and if if Jim Ursay can step back, maybe they're good, but I think they're probably bad. Yeah. The vibe is troubled there. It has a kind of a trouble. The whole situation has the, like, I don't want to compare everything to the show bar rescue. Uh, just cause I recently saw an episode of bar rescue, but Shut it has it kind of a, like John Taffer coming in and looking and being like, look at these lockers. Like there's a lot of problems <laughs> <laughs> there. Like it does not feel like it's working to me. And it does feel like it's coming from weird, unaccountable ownership. People Ballard said a ton of like super weird stuff about Jonathan Taylor. That feels like it's either he's repeating what the owner told him because he knows that's his job. Or uh, he doesn't know what his job actually is. But yeah, it feels like they've scotched most of the stuff that works there uh, pretty quickly. I want to believe in Richardson just because he seems cool and because I know the spread opinion-wise on him is so wide that he seems interesting. Like, all the college football people are like, LOL, he's so bad. And yet, like, he can definitely do shit that, like, seems like a you know, a cool quarterback would do it. I don't know what to make of that. I imagine we'll know better when we do this next summer. But I, uh, This is very, very superficial, but seeing him in an NFL uniform, he looks the fucking part, man. Yep. He, he absolutely looks the part. So It's just wh- funny, though, because, like, all the highlights that you see of him where he's making some cool throw and they're like, no one else can do this. Like, I agree that no one else can do it, but he's also, like, jumping backwards and, like, wearing roller skates for some reason. Like, it's all completely from space. <laughs> So I want to I want that to work just because like I like it when weird things happen. Uh, the Houston Texans, Kalen, are you good or bad this year? Um, bad. I like um, D'Amico Ryan's. Thank you. I lo- I like him a lot. I think that was like a good hire, and I'm excited about him. I just think they're obviously rebuilding right now, so I think maybe next year, but not this year. Roth, you agree with that? They seem like they're on the right track to a certain extent by Texan standards, definitely on the right track, but no, I don't think they're going to be good. Uh, I have the Houston Texans as winning the AFC South because it's wow. a shit division. I think Ron Whoa. should be a fantastic head coach. And I liked CJ Stroud the most of any quarterback in the draft. I think he'll be good right away. He doesn't have a ton to work with, but I think he can do it. So I think that they can eke out nine games, uh, nine wins and win that division. Let's go over to the NFC. We're going to start in the NFC North. With the Minnesota Vikings, Kalen, would it be good or bad? There is no wrong answer. I will not get mad. Good, good. Oh, that good, because that's the right answer. Good. They're going to be good. I love Kirk Cousins. Um, 
<laughs> wow. First person I do. to say that. I really, I love Kirk. And I like the Brian Flores hire a lot for the defense. Like yeah. I think that's really going to help the defense. I do. I, I think it'll make a big difference. Roth, do you think they'll be good or bad? Yeah, I think they'll be good. I mean, I think they'll be good in like the Vikings kind of way. Like at some point, they're going to make you more upset than you've ever been in your life. But that's like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just think, Vikings yeah. football. They, I don't see any reason for them to be much less good. And they were like, I know that we talked about this last week for like half the episode or whatever, but like they were good last year, even though like, by a lot of standards, they weren't good. I don't see any reason for that to go backwards. Yeah, I think that they are they are scheduled to regress to the mean, and you know, I, I'm tired of hearing that. But they were 13 and four, so as far as I'm concerned, they can regress, but they're still going to regress into a 10 or 11 win team that wins the division. That's what I think. However, a lot of people I think would disagree with me, Kalen, because of the Detroit Lions. Everybody's the darling, the Detroit Lions. Will they be good or bad, Kalen Kaler? Good, but. Yeah, I like good. I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to be like as like the fact that they're opening the season is just wild to me. Like, yeah, that um, is like, like that I'm is like, so nice. Right? Wow. Wow. Like, I don't think they're that good to be like in the Thursday night season opening game at the Chiefs. Like, yeah. Um, if they win that game, people will go fucking Oh my yeah. God, it's going to be, be insane. be like Coach Prime times 8 million. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yep. Yes. There's going to be like a drawing of Dan Campbell on the New Yorker. Like it's, <laughs> he's going to yeah. get the Barry Blit with the fucking monocle in. I, they seem good to me. I do feel like they're, be, I can't tell if they're being overrated or if they're just being talked about too much in an annoying way. Like, because uh, I think they're going to score a lot of points, right? Which is fun. They will be very I don't know that they're going to find a way to give uh, like up fewer points than they had. And like, that was kind of the issue last year. Like I think last year it was easy to cheer for them. Cause they were like kind of sparky and they like won the games. They were, you know, where they played better than the other team and uh, generally didn't look shitty in like too abject or lionsy away. Well, they had big that wins and they were very playful about it. Like they beat yeah. the Vikings by, by throwing uh, a tackle eligible pass to Penny yeah. Sewell. They beat, the Packers and knocked them out of the playoffs by doing a bitchin' hook and lateral yeah. like on third and long. It, they they do cool stuff and that's endearing. So I think I think they will be good for the Lions. I think every it's all, you know, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl, but they'll be good for the Lions, and yeah. that's something yeah. that everyone can feel good. I think Kalen's saying like they'll make the playoffs. Like, sure. I have no that seems reasonable to me. Uh Kalen, your Chicago Bears, uh, will they be good or bad? What about the Bears? This is so hard. Because I think is they it did. Though? Yeah, <laughs> I think they did everything that they could in the off season to be good, but I don't think that they will be good. I think they will be bad, but I think that they've done everything they possibly could have done, really, to like set up the season to be better and like actually evaluate Justin Fields. But I think when it's all said and done, they they are a bad team. Let me ask you, do you think they did the right thing keeping fields and not taking a quarterback number one overall? Um, well, I was rooting for chaos. So like, that's what I was rooting for. Um, I take your media hat off and be a fan, which would you? I think, I think, no, I think they should have taken a quarterback. Um, but, but 
the fact that they didn't, I think, says that they did. They weren't so they weren't sold on any of the three guys. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe they they valued the draft capital more. I don't know. But as a, as a GM who didn't draft Justin Fields, like I would have wanted to pick my own guy personally. I I, I would have too. Maybe maybe Ryan Poles uh, is playing three D chess and ends up with Caleb Williams by doing this. Uh, I'm not right. necessarily convinced. Roth, do you we'll think the Bears it. will be good or bad? I think they'll be bad, but I agree with Kaylin. It seemed like they were doing like real football team things instead of like end stage McCaskey brain decision making. <laughs> yeah. like, it just was completely unparsable to anyone else. Yeah. I had a whole bit about, you know, like, did you, what do you think about the episode where Marcus went to Stockholm? What about when Richie did a stage? But I don't know that everybody saw the bear. And I, I don't did. know that I thought that the bear was good. Exactly. I thought it had its moments. But uh, season so we don't two was. Season two with the bear was way better than season one. So maybe season two Ooh. of Matt Eberflus and Ryan Pohl. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like you just, you just crossed sports and pop culture. Did you just, that might be a first it's not allowed. in history. Uh, Did you I, even do that? I've done a lot of Simmons voice in this episode and it feels fucking amazing. Uh, I think they'll be, I think they'll be bad. And I don't think, I think fields will not become a good passer. I think if they're playing him in the preseason this year, all right, that's a bad sign. And if he's playing poorly in the preseason, and he did, that's also a bad sign. So I'm I'm not convinced. Uh, speaking of things I'm not convinced of, the Green Bay Packers. Kalen, Packers. you and I both hate the Packers, so let's go to a more objective party in Roth. Will the Green Bay Packers be good or bad, Roth? I think they'll be bad, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as maybe you would want them to be if you really hated the Packers. Buddy, they never are. I know, but I mean, do you think they're going to win three games or do you think they're going to win six games? No, no, I, I think they're a six win team. I think, yeah, I think they're a shit team, but I don't think that they mind being a shit team. I think they are essentially rebuilding. And really, it's just, I think the people are getting way ahead of themselves and just they'll be good because I think Jordan Love will be good because they sat Jordan Love for three years and that automatically means he'll be good. Like, I think that's what people are sort of saying about them. I don't buy any of that for shit, but I hate the Packers. So, Kalen. Can you be more objective than me? Or what do you think about the Packers? I, but like logically, I think they won't be good because it's a, you know, first year starting quarterback. Their whole offense is so young, except for the running backs. Like all of the receivers are so young. Jordan Love is new um, to this role. So I just think this they're going to take. their first time playing in an offense where they're allowed to know what signals. The yes. I've <laughs> so, never had that experience so, before. I think, like, I'm not expecting them to be good out of the gate. I think the offense might become good, like, midseason when they all are familiar with each other and things are really flowing. Like, I can see I can see their offense, like, taking big steps during the season. But I think just coming out of the gate, it's going to be tough. Like, I would want to play them early if I was an opponent. Um, but on the other hand, having been – having grown up a Bears fan and been on the end of, like, you know, great Packers quarterbacks for the last – million centuries you know part of me is like no jordan love is going to be absolutely incredible starting now and (laughs) like you know so part of me is like that's exactly what's going to happen like i won't be surprised if he's like incredibly good right away yeah, because um, i've had to deal with that touch by an angel shit with them my whole life and i'm right like, so you know i could see it but i think i think they are not going to be good this year but i think they're going to feel good they're going to feel like they're free 
and like they can, you know, I think the vibe of the team internally is going to feel better than it has. Yeah, I want to believe in that, that there is such a like breaking the vampire's curse <laughs> yeah. element where yeah. it's just like there's like much less conversation about like Alex Jones in the locker room than there was last year. That's great. That's yeah. great. They'll, they'll be bad, but everyone will call them scrappy and I'll want to burn their house down. Let's go to the <laughs> East, the defending conference champion, Philadelphia Eagles. You see any regression, Kalen, good or bad, the Eagles? I don't really see any regression. They like brought back pretty much every key player that they needed to. And they have Jalen Carter. So. And yeah. Nolan Smith too. They got, they got a lot yeah. of draft boys. They drafted well. They brought back like Jason Kelsey didn't retire. They brought back their cornerbacks who were free agents. Um, so they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're good. They're good as hell. I mean, I don't love it, but it's how it is. Yes, I I think they'll be good too. I think that's 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 a layup. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Kalen, they uh, <laughs> they traded for they got Stephon Gilmore. Uh, they got rid of Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy's calling the plays now. That can only be good. Will they be good or bad? This is my favorite team. Like I cannot watch, wait to watch the Cowboys this year. Um, they're going to be bad, and like I I just read your why your team sucks on the Cowboys a couple of days ago and I was dying laughing because uh a story that I really want to do this season is um hopefully no one listening to this will steal my idea but they have really built out their analytics department this off season and their previous head of like game management analytics guy was fired I think and so I really want to do a story on like all the new resources they're putting into this aspect of the game and whether it's related to the fact that the last two years they had like the game end, like they lost in the playoffs to the Niners in like the worst fashion, like two years in a row on the craziest, just like bad decisions, situational football. Um, Yeah. So that's something I cannot wait to see is what way their season will end this year. I want to read that story because there's something really poignant about the idea of being like, we need to get Mike McCarthy better information so he can make the <laughs> yes. good decisions that we know he's going to make. And right, because he's going to disregard all that shit. He's yeah. not going to listen to any of that. Right. right, like Jerry Jones purchasing like Deep Blue. And he's just like, this is the most powerful computer that we've got. And it's going to tell Mike <laughs> McCarthy not to let the clock run out while he's reading a, like the humor in uniform section of Reader's <laughs> Digest on right. the sideline. N- nothing is going to stop that. That's that's what Mike McCarthy does. Right. Uh, but do you think they'll be good or bad, Roth? Because they are talented. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be in the mix. Like, uh, I think they're probably going to be about as good as the Giants. So, like, middling good. I think they will be bad. I'm with Kalen. I think that I don't trust Dak to stay healthy. If he does not stay healthy, I sure shit don't trust Trey Lance. Uh, I don't, I think that they, you know, I hate using the word, but I think the vibes are off. I think when they traded for Lance, they basically said to Dak, well, we're going to replace you sooner rather than later. And if it's not this asshole, and it won't be, it'll be some other asshole. I and know. I don't think, I, don't, I just, I'm not seeing, that team is always less than the sum of its parts. And I think that'll be the case again. Uh, speaking of which, the New York Giants, Roth, you get first dibs, good or bad? Like, good-ish. I think they're going to be roughly as good as they were last year, which was, like, surprising last year. I think they were better than I gave them credit for being last year. I don't think that they're better, exactly. Like, all the the stuff that 
I sensed was kind of holding them back a little bit last year, which is basically like anybody on the pass catching end <laughs> being a playmaker. I don't see that fixed exactly. No. And so there's, I think, you know, like I enjoyed watching them last year for the first time in like even including some of those weird like dead cat bounce good Eli seasons, I hated that. Like I would just I didn't I would just go out and get a sandwich. Like I did not <laughs> want to watch it play quarterback. <laughs> and this year, like I actually like I don't say I'm like a believer in Daniel Jones, but if he's like, I think I called him uh, when we were talking about stuff for uh, Wired Team Sucks, like a swaggerless Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't <laughs> mind that. Like, yeah. that's what he is. It's fine. But I enjoyed watching Fitz, too. Like, I think they're, you know, as good as they were last year, like, less the novelty. I think I'll probably complain about them more, but I don't think they got worse. They just didn't get better the way I wanted. Uh, Kaelin, what do you think? Yeah, I think they'll be good. Um, mostly because I'm a Mike Kafka fan and I have to stand. With Mike uh, Kafka. You're, you're a Northwestern graduate. You have to, you have to include yeah. that. You have I to disclose do. that in your... Yes, and we have to highlight anything good that we're doing now because <laughs> it's mostly bad. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I, I think they I think they hired the right GM and Joe Schoen. I think they hired the right coach yeah. and Brian Dayball. Uh, I think they made an enormous mistake uh, to re-sign Daniel Daniel Jones for four wow. per. Uh, so I I think that they will be worse because there's no one for Daniel to throw the ball to, and even if there were, he is as remedial a quarterback as you're going to find. He rolls out. He runs if nothing's there. If something's there, he chucks the ball downfield. That was nice a season ago when they could surprise everybody. That won't happen again. I think they will be a bad team. Speaking still, of which. This is something that I don't know. Both of you all know this better than me. Are they still, like, dealing with Gettleman cap shit, or are they, like, starting to get normal? They're getting. I think, yeah. They're getting better. I think they're oh, getting yeah. better. I yeah. mean, look, paying Daniel Jones $40 million per. Right. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> Uh, not that Dave Gettleman didn't want to do that shit, but I think that, yes, like that is uh, uh, right. not the done. Washington Commanders, Kalen, under new ownership, no Dan Snyder for the first time since 1999. Who, I'm sorry, are the Commanders going to be good or bad, Kalen? Just for that, I will say good. Like, uh, you know what? I think they're going to be good. Too. I mean, like, you know, they, and I'm interested to see Sam Howell. They really like him, obviously. Um, and literally Schefter tweeted today that like they promoted like three assistant coaches today and he tweeted something like under previous ownership, these promotions were not approved. And it's like, it's like an assistant tight end coach being promoted to like tight end coach. Like it's like the simplest stuff. Commanders get their man. Yeah. <laughs> Snyder like, was, was like, no, I don't think he's a good enough tight end right. coach. I don't know. Like it was the oh funniest God. tweet. I was like, wow. Okay. So like, this is what you can do when you have new ownership. Like, you, and that's like a small thing to Dan Snyder, but it's like a big thing to whoever that coach is. Yeah. They're yeah. in this like bounce back period where, you know, when like before political campaigns get going, where they'll pull like the president against a generic Republican like, I feel like that's where they are ownership-wise right now, and it's the sort of thing where, like, generic Republicans tend to pull better than actual Republicans do in the same way that, like, you're not – if it's not Daniel Snyder, it's literally anybody else on earth. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. No one cares what Josh Harris is actually about or whatever. Then, like, yes, that has the same, like, breaking the vampire's curse effect in that, like, it's just not – a five foot five inch sexual harassment machine blocking the assistant tight end coach promotion. Like it's just a normal guy who doesn't give a shit and is on like a different boat somewhere else. Do you have him as good or bad Roth? 
I think they'll be better. I think they'll be like kind of annoyingly sassy. I think they will beat the Giants at least one time. Uh, I don't know that they're quite good yet. I haven't seen Howell. Everything I've heard about him makes him sound kind of like a like Gardner Minshew type, like vibe wise. Ooh, I in the sense like, he just like, mm-hmm. like that comp. loves to make mistakes. Uh, has like bulletproof self confidence. That's a fun guy to watch, even if he's wearing a uniform of one of my least favorite uh, football teams. Uh, I think that they will start slow, fire Ron Rivera, promote Eric Bieniemy because that was the plan all along, and then they will take off and they will win uh, at least nine games. Let's go quickly through the South. I want just one word answers out of both of you from the South because it's a shit division. Okay. It yeah, deserves it exactly that much attention. Uh, let's start with the Bucks, Kalen. Good or bad? Bad. Roth? Potentially very bad. Yeah, they're very <laughs> yeah. bad. Car- Carolina <laughs> Panthers, Kalen. Good or bad? Good. Good. Ooh, Roth? Uh, I want to know more. They seem bad to me. What's I, I know we have to speed up and everything, but like, why good? I really like their coaching staff and I do like Bryce Young. Like I think he's really smart and probably can handle the transition. And yeah, it's mostly based off. I mean, I do think they have good players there too, but it's mostly based off of um, their new coaching staff. I think that it's a really interesting staff. Uh, I think they'll be bad, but I think they will be markedly better than they were a year ago. A lot of that depends on Brian Burns ending his holdout. Um, So anyway, let's go to, the Atlanta Falcons, Kalen, good or bad? Good. Uh, Roth? I seem bad to me? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That's always the right gut answer to the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Uh, but they I have always, as- they win, they win games. They win, like, last year they didn't really, uh, what was the record? Seven and something last year? Um, yeah. But they uh, should have. A year ago, like- they were seven and ten. They were seven right. and ten. A year they had the same record, I think, two years in a row. And the first year it was like they were that was a better record than they should have had. And then last year that was a worse record than they should have had. Like I thought they were a better team than that last year. Uh I have them as being good because the division's strength of schedule. Yeah. Uh overall league wide is the easiest in the league. Uh let's go to Saints. The, the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> Kalen. Good or bad? <laughs> Um, good, bad. This is, I like feel this, I feel this like, it's like the Steelers. It's like the Steelers. Like, I I don't know. Um, I think bad. I think bad. Roth, good or bad? I think they'll be better than they were last year. Um, I don't know if that qualifies as good. Like, I'm realizing I don't think that any of the teams in this division are good. I'm used to the Saints. (laughs) No one in the conference is good. Right. I'm used to the Saints overperforming in a way that I'm used to the, I think of the Falcons as kind of like underperforming. Although Kalen's point about them, like somehow getting to seven wins, despite seemingly trying to tank out uh, to me is like, I don't know. It's got to mean something. You always have uh, to account for those teams every year that win 10 games without having played a fucking single Right, and team. all these teams get to play each other twice. So, like, yep. who knows what's going to happen here. All right. Uh, now we get to the end game. We have the NFC West. Kalen, I'm not going to have you, I'm not going to force you into one-word answers uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, good or bad? Good, very good. Um, probably right there with the Eagles if Brock Purdy is, you know, plays like he did last year. It's a big if, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. they seem really good. I am not sold necessarily on him. Like, just, and I don't think it's anything he did wrong last year. Like, he played well, but it was like the same way that, like, for one season, Mac Jones was like the sort of thing we could be like, yeah, well, I don't see any reason why you can't win a 
you know, a bunch of NFL games with Mac Jones as your quarterback. And then like he, you start to get a sense of what Mac Jones is actually about and you experience doubts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Purdy's actual like ceiling is, but I feel like we might've seen it already. And I didn't think he was that, that good. Uh, I have him as, as being very good. It, it, they're loaded all over the place. So, I mean, they, they've done it plug and play with a quarterback every year since Kyle's been there. No reason they can't do it again. Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks, Kalen, good or bad? Um, good. Um, again, kind of dependent on like Gino. And I'm really interested to see like when players, especially guys who are like backup quarterbacks, when they have like a really good year, you're like, is this them? Like, is this going to be Gino forever? Um, Cause you know, we saw Case Keenum and it wasn't right. right. So um, I think with Gino, it probably is. So I think they're good. Yeah, um, I want them to be good, and I think I kind of feel the same way. Because, like, the the counterpoint to the Case Keenum thing, and this is me being old, so I remember this in a way that Kalen wouldn't, is that, like, Jeff Hostetler, like, was a backup for a super long time and then was, like, a good NFL starter for, like, eight seasons after that. Like, yeah. it can happen. He and won I feel a like Super Bowl, too, though. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Gino looked fantastic last year. Like, that did not look like a mirage. With Keenum, it was always, like, he was a really little guy and had the, like the big college stats and stuff. And I'd already like, I have all these biases towards that. Like, Geno Smith looked every bit like a good NFL quarterback last year. It's, I hadn't remembered him being a kind of just like problematic backup for the previous six or seven seasons. I wouldn't have had any difficulty believing that he could be that good again. Uh, I haven't this bad. I actually think Gino, well, I know from the data, sometimes I say data and sometimes I say data. I really don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, he statistically was worse in the back half of last season. And I think that is more oh, no. him, the real him. And so I think he will continue being fairly average. Also, they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's already hurt. So I'm concerned mm. about that team being able to hold the shit together. I have them as being bad. Let's go to the LA Rams, who actually won a Super Bowl two years ago. I swear that happened, Rob. Yeah. That happened. That's where you should check that. Allegedly, look at the, look it, at the data again. It, it, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, are the Rams going to be good or bad? Rob. Are oh, you asking me? Well, I'm asking you. Oh, me? You. What? Uh, I don't know. They should be fine. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're like bottoming out. Like, I think that there's still kind of a little bit of like spark left there. But yes, I mean, the point was to win a Super Bowl. They did it. Uh, they did not repeat as a viable team last year. I don't know that like, I don't know, eight wins, seven wins, something like that. Do you think they're going to be worse than that? I think they will be a disaster. I think they will be really? extremely bad, Kalen. What do you think? I think they will also be bad. Um, however, I did go to Broncos Rams joint practices. And Matthew Stafford does look pretty good, I will say. Like, he was slinging it. Um, Whoa, wait. Are you telling me that Matthew Stafford looks healthier than he's ever been? In the possibly. Season, yeah, possibly. <gasps> right. So, I mean, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens to him during the season. Uh, but he did He did look good. Like, every, And people were, like, commenting, like, oh, wow. You know, wow, look at Matthew Stafford. So... That's that's good for them, but I think overall they're going to be bad. And um, I think everyone who listens to this podcast should listen to Kelly Stafford's podcast because she went on an amazing rant about how the Rams don't appreciate Matthew Stafford and how no one in the NFL, fans or otherwise, appreciates him. And she literally said, like, 
yeah, the Rams could post him more on Instagram or something like that because <laughs> so true. And I was actually saying the same thing. Yeah, she thinks that they posted Baker Mayfield like too many times last year. And I'm like, this is incredible. You know that uh, Drew's had it with Kelly Stafford. He's yeah, like completely. I, <laughs> completely yeah. I, I yelled at our slide. I love I was her. Like, I'm like, I am not going to fucking girl boss Kelly Stafford. I'm sorry. Like, it's not going to happen. Get the I love her. Everybody should listen to my wife's podcast where she uh, talks about how good I am and how everybody should uh, follow me on different social medias. I recommend that one too. Last team, Kaylin Kayla, the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone's talking about how great they're going to be, how they're trying to win. Do you <laughs> think that they are the consensus Super Bowl favorite the way everyone else does? Only if the players took the bus to um, the team meeting. Did you guys see that? <laughs> Did you see that clip? Did you see that clip? Oh, the what? Yeah, where we the posted guys having... it. We posted Jonathan Gannon saying, "Oh, you posted it. I gotta read you got about the, it. You, you got the fire and you got he he. Oh my god, he gave it. It was like a it was like a Steven Seagal line reading. That was exactly how yeah. convincing it was. It also it it had the feeling of those like prank phone calls where people would just have like clips of Arnold from Kindergarten Cop and they'd be calling like a pizzeria and they'd be like, "Hello," and they'd be like, "You idiot." I'm a cop. How are you? Hello. Like it it was completely disconnected thoughts organized. It's like a fucking Bowie yeah. lyrics. Like I yeah. support Gannon doing cut-ups as a coach. Good for you, man. Like part of me part of me thinks he was actually just asking logistic questions. Like, hey, <laughs> just like like I need to know how many players actually took the shuttle yeah. from the team did, hotel here. Did you get your per like, diem? And everybody's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he was, like, doing logistic work and then just, like, quickly, set, like, sagged into <laughs> motivational. Is it 11 o'clock yet? Are you guys oh fired God. up for that? <laughs> I want to believe. But for the record, anyways, we all think they're going to be They're going to be bad. They're going to be very bad. Two wins. You know Super what? Bad. I really... I'll, I'll write this at some point, but I would really prefer that Caleb Williams go to a cool team and... That's I know. clearly not going to happen, and I. I'm they not. already like, Kyler Murray. They like ruined him. I thought he was a super cool player to watch in college, and like, yeah. that took eighteen months before I was like, this little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, serious. Because <laughs> not only did they ruin him like physically, but also like he turned into like a like a dipshit too. So it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. problematic gamer. Get him out of here. Problematic gamer. <laughs> so that is the end of the NFL preview. Kalen, you were fantastic. Where can everyone find you, Kalen? At the Athletic? Anywhere else? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much these days, but I'm still there. Um, Caitlin Kaler, and yeah, at the Athletic. Brilliant. Okay, She's Eric the Silver best is in our the damn business. Eric Silver Kaylin is Kaylin. our producer. Brandon Grugel is our editor. Our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. Ads and production services are by Multitude. And you can subscribe to Defector.com. Right now. Just go to Defector <laughs> and hit that subscribe button. You can also email us at distraction at Defector.com or even call us at 909-726. 3720 and leave a message. That's 909 Panera Zero. We will see you next week to talk baseball, Roth. You get off light next week. You finally get to talk about something you want to talk Yay, about. DJ and, Stewart season is here. All right, Kaylin Keller, thank you so much. Come back next year. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.